0: Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul MacDonald alongside Kev Naylan. Hello, Kev. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? How are you today? Not bad. Glad it's Wednesday. That's a game of the weekend. Something to look forward to. Yes, indeed. Uh, introducing a new voice to the show today. Welcome to Richard Burley. Hi, Richard. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Great to have you on the show today. Uh, so the 49ers have passed through an NFL weekend without losing a game. They didn't win either because it was the bye week, but that's not the point. They didn't lose and no one else got injured. Two reasons to celebrate. We can't complain of that, can we? We did, however, have a trade deadline and Voldemort dipped his toe into the murky waters of the NFL trade and brought the 49ers another ACL in, Vili- in Vinny Sanceri. If there's one thing we can say about Trent Bulky, it's that he's consistent. Elsewhere we had the final international series game for 2016 at Wembley and what a game it was ending in a 27-27 tie at the end of overtime between the Washington Redskins and the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the games for the 2017 season has already been announced. The Miami Dolphins are taking on the New Orleans Saints. The Dolphins will be on their fourth trip to the UK to play. We know that the Jags will be heading over as well. Beyond that, We don't know how many games there's going to be or which other teams will be crossing the Atlantic. Speaking of the Saints who are coming over, the 49ers will get back to football this coming weekend by taking on Drew Brees et al. at the Levi Stadium as they look for win number two on the season. It's going to be an interesting game. First of all, Kev, what do you think? Can we get a win? Can this 49ers team get a win, another win this season? I
1: think anything's possible. Um, this is the kind of game that we could win. New Orleans defence nearly as porous as ours. Until last week, like I said, they haven't really got a runner offence, but they managed a 100-yard rushing game against the um, those who must not be named from the coast. Um, but if we can put more than a single quarter of scoring together, put some pressure on them, I think we can get a win.
0: One of the 49ers' big issues has been exactly that. They don't score consistently through the game. Third quarter has been a major. I think it's is still one third quarter touchdown all season, isn't it? It is,
1: yes. Which pretty much matches our first quarter total from last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard, let's bring you in. Um, can you see this being a high-scoring game? It's entirely possible from a Saints point of view. Um, it, it depends on what um,
2: the Niners are going to do in the fourth quarter, whether the um, the defence can hold out, because we've been shipping some uh, cheap junk points in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, from a Niners' offense point of view, it depends on whether Colin's going to be completing his sets, whether we're going to be picking up first downs. Um, yeah, first first couple of quarters of the game, we, we've, we've been picking up points. We've been okay. It's the second half is where things seem to just go wrong in offense and defense. I can't quite put my finger on why that is um, when I, I've been rewatching games and it, it's it's like watching a different team in the second half sometimes and I don't know why that is. So um, if we can pick up the points, um, we've got a chance, but we've got to execute in offence and defence to have any chance against the Saints.
0: It's a very good point you make there, Ashley, about the the change in the team between the first half and the second half. They're obviously making changes in the locker room aren't they but Mm. they're completely the wrong kind of changes obviously and it's having a detrimental effect we've we've come out quite a few times in games this season and had quite a blistering start um not just in the uh, in the la rams game at the start of the season there's been a couple Mm. of games where we've we've gone out to 14 point leads and then disappeared from the field altogether
2: yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure if that's necessarily that we're making changes at halftime, but maybe the other teams are, are figuring it out and making the changes against us, and we are not able to adapt to that. Maybe, maybe we are a little bit one-dimensional, and going into the second half, uh, we're getting found out. That's also a possibility, so maybe there's a bit of both going on.
0: Uh one of the things that's uh, come up in the last uh, in the last sort of 12 hours Carlos Hyde has been training but he's been non contact. Do you think Kev that we're going to see Carlos Hyde back on the field this week?
1: I think if we do see him back on the field it's that's just dumb. It's like he's okay, he may not be the most brilliant running back in the world but he's the best we've got. Why would we throw him back in early after yeah. an injury like that? Mm in a season where we're already 1-6, and six, give him the time to recover properly and then bring him out and let him then take some of his injury frustrations out on teams later in the season.
0: Uh, the Niners have won three of the last four meetings against the Saints, um, but before that we did lose six straight matchups. I don't want to... <laughs> Deepak, I'm going to channel Deepak for a minute. It's any given Sunday, isn't it? This game is one of those where we could win it But it could be so, so easy for us to lose it again, especially if we just see sort of same... bulky, ...different Sunday. Indeed. Um,
1: Yeah, I think if we looked at... When we were doing the initial season preview, this is one of the games Mm -hmm. we looked at as this should be a winnable game. The Saints at home, they're notoriously bad travellers and, yeah, they can't defend very well. If it, this was one of the ones I think all of us agreed this is a possibility to win this season. And really, if we can string a whole game together, there shouldn't be any reason why we can't win this one as well.
0: New Orleans are coming off the back of a win against Seattle, as you uh, as you said earlier. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I don't mind mentioning the geographical name, but I'm not mentioning the other bit. <laughs> um, but that game was down in Louisiana um new orleans are now on the road over to the west coast we need a full stadium don't we really to get behind the 49ers one of the issues not not so much an issue richard is that they're also going to be flying a banner over the stadium a banner's been paid for to say fire trent bulky or trent bulky out yeah Could 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 we see a half empty stadium again that's what we don't want but could we possibly see a half-empty stadium again at Levi?
2: Personally, I can't see that happening. Um, I, I know there are some that, um, that are doing whatever they can to to make changes. You know, we we need to see changes somewhere from the top to the bottom, don't we? Um, yeah. I can understand why they're doing that. But from, from the locker room point of view, is it going to make a difference? Um, I'm not so sure whether the... Uh, Playing personnel will be affected too much by it in 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 any positive or or, or negative way. Um, if if anything, it could have a positive galvanizing effect on the on on, on the team. Um, yeah, I'm putting a positive spin on it a little bit, aren't I? But um, truth be told, um, will it make a difference to the um, off the field activities? Probably not. Uh, on the field, I'd, I'd like to think that it's either going to be neutral, or It's going to bring the team closer together. And improve our chances we, we've got we've got to hold on to maybe that, that 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 that
0: prospect can we be genuinely positive going into this game or is it kind of a hit and hope kind of thing
2: we, we our record we're one and six at the minute and our first win was against an LA Rams team that had just moved was it three times in the space of six months um if it wasn't for that um who knows we could have been 0 and 7 right now who knows but i see i do see positive uh, i feel maybe like chip kelly i feel I, I do see positive aspects of the playing personnel during the game it's just not consistent you know um and it's it's across the playing personnel as well in offense in defense yeah there are a lot of mistakes being made and that doesn't help um if we can um work on our penalties, then that'll definitely give us a shout against the saints because let's be honest um I can't remember what the penalty count was between the uh the people from the northwest from the washington state um and um the New orleans saints um last week, but the saints did exceptionally well on the penalty count, and you know that probably went quite a long way to uh them um getting a a good win um yeah, and you could say, well, it's up to the, it was up to, up to Seattle to uh, not 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 um, not commit those penalties. But I think they were slightly unlucky. Um, for a change, they were unlucky with the uh, penalties, um, and um, that favoured the Saints. Maybe the Niners need to have a little bit of luck with the penalty count because we need to get it from somewhere, don't we? And we need something to kickstart us going forwards otherwise this is going to be a long season it already is looking that way but it's going to get even longer
0: it already feels like it's been one hell of a long season anyway Mm -hmm. Um, time of possession they're going to have to improve on averaging 26 minutes and nine seconds in possession our opponents are averaging 33 minutes and 50 seconds uh, per game so we're going to have to see improvements on that the penalties yes if we can Minimize the penalties, which which we did at the beginning of the season, uh, but that that kind of slipped. Um, we're eight hundred yards down on our opposition this season, uh, which is very telling. Stats wise, we are the underdogs in this one, aren't we, Kev? I don't know what the Vegas line is. That I, I would imagine it's probably more than a touchdown that we're behind.
1: Probably, I've not seen it. I think, uh pretty much every stats category we are lagging behind apart from the one that Richard mentioned around penalties we are the least penalized team in the league and by a long way
0: our supposed bay area neighbors although we're not really the opposite side of the bay area are they are they now the most penalized team in the nfl
1: they set a new nfl record last week of 23 accepted penalties in a single game
0: you've got to be proud of the raiders for that one haven't you
1: (laughs) so despite giving over. Well over 100 yards in penalties away, they still managed to get a win.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction on this game just yet because um, we have got our pick six coming up. Should we take a look at that, Kev? Yep,
1: certainly. So, last week, pick six chances went out the window in game one with the tie in the International Series game. Unfortunately, that wasn't my pick for a tie last week. And there was much cursing as I was watching the game, thinking, oh, this is going to be a tie, I've picked the wrong game. Outside of that, uh, Thomas Devine got five out of six, as he was one of the three brave people to pick the Bears in the Monday night game. Um, Meaning he finished slightly ahead of a whole host of people on four last week. Of the normal hosts, Deepak got three... Brian got three. Paul, you got three. And I managed a massive one. <laughs> Overall, after week eight, <clears throat> Mark Leon has joined David Foster at the top of the table. They're on 31. A couple of points ahead of Daryl niels Handman and Mark Cawne on 29. A few people then behind them on 28. Brian's on 27. Paul, you're on 25. Deepak's on 23, and I am certainly lagging behind now on 19, equal lowest of people who've been doing it every week. Um,
0: <laughs> Kev, we're still we're still proud of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there are now about three or four people above me who have been in every week, who haven't been in every week, which is not bad going after only nine weeks or eight weeks so far. So on to this week's games. There was a lot of voting and unlike the last couple of times when the 49ers have played, we've actually picked the 49ers game this week. So the six games we've got are the Lions at the Vikings, the Eagles at the Giants, the Jets at the Dolphins, the Steelers at the Ravens. They're all in the early evening games. Saints at the 49ers in the late evening game and then the Broncos at the Raiders in the night game. So apart from our game game, All of these are divisional rivalries. So, we will now go to um, see what our uh, hosts think of these games. First game, Lions at the Vikings. Paul.
0: Okay, Lions at the Vikings. As you said, every game bar ours is a divisional matchup. Um, Looking at the offensive comparison, Detroit, surprisingly, are ahead in every stat over Minnesota. Um, but it is in Minnesota, um, so I'm going to have to go with home team advantage. Vikings win on that one. Okay. Richard? Richard, first time, first time actually, isn't it, on the pick six? You're right. Well spotted. I haven't actually got into it, but this week I've got, um,
2: I've got no excuses. Um, <laughs> and I've got six picks um, for my six already, so um, here goes. Not all of it's going to be a pleasant hearing, but uh, we'll, get there. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. So, um, shall I shoot you for the, um, the first game, the um, Lions at Vikings? Yeah. Uh, um, to put a spanner in the works, the Vikings having a really good season this season. I think Detroit are going to get a win. So, I'm putting the Lions.
1: Yeah. So, you, you'll soon learn, Richard, that that's probably bad news when you hear that I have also picked the Lions.
2: <laughs> we'll be together on that one. Um, <laughs>
1: well, the thing being is, the Vikings managed to contrive to lose to the Bears last week. Of all people um and the lions they've been going well when they have lost it's not been by very many
2: um I agree I mean, that's why that's why I picked if them.
1: They can, keep, yeah. if, they can keep, if they can keep if they can keep the turnovers down because that's the one one area where the Vikings are top of the league is turnovers and then points from turnovers, but if they can get that down, I've gone for a lions win there game two the eagles at the Giants, Richard
2: ah uh, for this one I've gone Eagles. Philadelphia win. Simple. So, um, um, just from my um, what I've seen over the course of the season, both both you know both uh, teams are good teams, but um, as I've watched on Game Pass when I've seen the Eagles play, I've been impressed with the way they played. So, Eagles.
0: Okay, Paul. Uh, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go with New York Giants win on this one. It is in New York. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've, is that the nail in my coffin? <laughs> It's not, no, no, no. Right, okay. Um, you've got Carson Wentz up against Eli Manning. I don't like saying Eli Manning is a Super Bowl winner, but you can't get around the fact that he is a Super Bowl winner. Um, so, again, New York's ahead in pretty much every stat. Um, so, I'm going to go with a New York win.
1: I'm going to go with one of my all-time principals, and I cannot pick the Giants to win a game, so I'm going for the Eagles. Just because uh, they're the giant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so game three, the Jets at the Dolphins, Paul. Jets at Dolphins. Uh, Do you know, one of the things that we were discussing before the show, actually, all the games this week, all the games that have been picked for the pick six are very, very tight games, aren't they? Um, the last game, the Jet, um, the the Giants and the Eagles, they're both on the same record. This game, they're both on very similar record. Miami's three and four. The Jets are three and five. Um, the Jets are traveling to Miami. Um, there's a theme here, actually. I'm going with home field advantage again. I'm going to give this one to Miami. I think for no other reason than home field advantage.
2: Okay, Richard. Um, I agree. Uh, on this occasion, I've gone. Um, for the away teams in my first two picks. This time I'm going with the home team. I think the Dolphins will get a win against the Jets. Um, yeah, once again, some some pretty good play from, from the Dolphins and I can't see uh, the New York Jets getting a win at the Dolphins. So, Dolphins. And
1: you'll be pleased to know this is my ridiculous tie of the week. I'm surprised at that. Basically, basically it will turn into a interception fest as um, Fitzpatrick's playing again. And he's going to encourage Tanner Hill to play just as badly, and we'll see um, interception after interception in overtime as they fail to get any points on the board, and it will finish a tie. Game four: the Steelers at the Ravens. Richard. Okay,
2: um, this is one that oh, it's got to be the Steelers, hasn't it? Steelers all the way. Um, I, I can't see Ravens get any, getting anything in this game, and. Uh, uh, call it cheating if you want, but I'm just looking at what other people have said. I mean, I've said Steelers myself anyway, but it's pretty much unanimous. Everyone's gone to the Steelers for this game, so um, I'm, I'm the same. So, Pittsburgh Steelers for the win.
0: Paul. Yeah, theme over. No home field advantage in this game. Pittsburgh Steelers, they are going to go in and they will take charge of this game and not look back.
1: And I've gone for the Steelers as well. I know that's a surprise, but I'm not going to be the first person to pick the Ravens this week. Um, yeah, the Ravens managed to fluke their way to victory the first three weeks of the season, and they've been well and truly found out now. And they that's why they're now languishing on three and four. Game five. We may have spoken a little bit about this game previously. It's the Saints at the 49ers. Uh, Paul?
0: Second win of the season, 49ers, home field advantage. Coming off the bye week, any given Sunday, can I put any more cliches in there? Um as as we've said earlier in the show, we we've shown glimpses where we can win games. We we've shown that we can score. I think this is going to be another high-scoring game. I think our defense is going to struggle, but I also think the Saints' defense is going to struggle. It's which offense plays better. Now, Drew Bees versus Colin Kaepernick. There isn't really any question there, but I'm hoping that the crowd can get behind the 49ers and it'll be an, our second win of the season. Okay. Richard?
2: Okay. Um, now, as a fan, I will always back the Niners, but this is pick six and I'm putting
0: my... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is rel into it, isn't he, already? <laughs>
2: um, I, I, I can't back the Niners for a win. Uh, I want to, but Listen, you know, what have we got going for us this week that says we're going to get our second win? Um, we've had a, coming off a of bye week, we kept Torrey Smith. Collins going to be playing again. Carl high, probably not. Um, we've still got Joe Staley, Nav Bowman out for the rest of the season. Um, there's not enough for me to see an improvement that will enable me to predict the Niners are going to get a win. Um, the Saints, it, with a good win against the Seahawks um, last weekend so it, my money has to be on the Saints for a win sorry
0: it was nice having you on the show <laughs> once <laughs> only joking Richard
1: <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go for the 49ers I'm going to stick with my prediction from pre-season that we will beat the Saints You mm. throw back to our old divisional rival days game
2: six The Broncos at the Raiders. Richard. We've got two teams here on a 6-2 record. Um, So, not Oakland. Simple. Uh, Broncos for the win. Yeah, I know. I've never put my uh, money on the Raiders. They're uh, perennial losers. So, uh, the Broncos for the win
0: this weekend. Okay, Paul. I hate to say this, but the Raiders are actually fun to watch at the moment. Um, I don't know whether it's the ghost of Al Davis Comeback or what, but they are actually interesting to watch. This game, oh, that, yeah. That's they're both... because they're going showtime because they're going to <laughs> move to Vegas next season. That's what Yeah. Th- this is it. Yeah. Can you imagine what they would be like if they do actually move to Vegas? It's going to be a nightmare. Um, as Richard said, both teams are six and two. You can't really say that the Broncos are the Super Bowl champions because they're simply not the same Broncos, are they? But they are six and two. Um they're going into the black hole. Raiders win. There's no money involved here, so I'm not putting money down. Raiders win. I've also gone
1: for the Raiders win, Paul. You'll be pleased to know. No! <laughs> I want to change my pick. <laughs> um, although you say about going into the black hole, Raiders are 5-0 and o away from home and only 1-2 and two at home. And the Broncos have the kind of defence that can still shut people down, as they managed to do to Philip Rivers last week. But I'm still going to go for the Raiders Yes, they are fun, and they are managing to find a way to win games if it's in the last minute of overtime or with the last play of the game, going for a two-point conversion instead of going for the safe point. They've been doing all kinds of things this season, and they are entertaining, and yeah, I'm going to pick them for the win.
0: It's good to actually have an entertaining football team from the Bay Area, isn't it, rather than... I mean, because they were absolute dross. For a few seasons, and now that's us. It's it, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of comforting to have a really silly team to to be entertaining. <laughs> um, and
1: their defense is still worse than ours. Yes, <laughs> in terms of yards per game.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts on this Sunday? Um, be at the game. Be at the the front office. Be at the plane that's going to be flying overhead.
1: Only if the plane flying overhead. Um, has got a few machine gun bolted to it and can precision take out a couple of
0: people. <laughs> we need a big X on top of Trent Balke's car, I think. <laughs> all right, that's it for this episode of the show. Thanks to AudioNautics.com for the music. Thanks to Rob Newell, James Little, Mark Lyon, Kev Naylor, Andrew Mitchell, Cavix Reno, Gavin Sutton and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group. And the show, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frequency Forty Nine, and on Facebook search the Frequency Forty Nine Show. It is time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye,
2: everyone.
0: On behalf of first timer Richard Bailey and Kevin Nalen, I've been Paul McDonald. You've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency Forty Nine Show. Bye for now.